8, you are listening to Sabah al-Muslim on Radio Islam International. Now joining us on the line, we have uh, Molana Mufti Suleiman Mullah Saab, Damad Barakatuhum. Many of our listeners would have seen uh, Molana's video that circulated yesterday. Molana graduated in the IFTA course, uh, in the course that uh, concludes with a person uh, being given the title of uh, Mufti. Molana, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Walaikum salam, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I hope you are well, Marana Sulaiman Saab, and assalamu alaikum to all the esteemed listeners of Radio Islam International. Well, firstly, uh, Mubarak, congratulations. Uh, Allah Ta'ala accept. Allah take you from strength to strength. I suppose there are many people out there who are curious. Uh, I suppose a few decades have passed since your graduation uh, from the Alim Fadil course. At this latest stage in life, uh, what led to the decision to uh, to pursue the IFTA course? Okay, Barakallahu Fikum, appreciate uh, the opportunity and uh, the relevant question. And I think uh, uh, as the year had uh, progressed, uh, this was one of the repeated questions that had featured. So uh, the truth be told, this was a burning desire back from the very time of the formal graduation, which rightfully you said is just about shy of three decades now. And uh, it was quite an emotional going back to when you were 20 years old and uh, you had the formal time of a turban and you graduated as an alim. And uh, 28 years later, uh, you know, in the position of being a grandfather, alhamdulillah, and uh, Allah allowing for the fruition, uh, another milestone, another dream coming through. So, uh, to be honest, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, what getting up suddenly one morning and saying, I need to do this. Uh, I think the, 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 the desire had always been there. Uh, back at that time, mid-90s, when I graduated, um, we were amongst those who opted to settle in our final year. And obviously it came with its related responsibilities. Uh, was fortunate enough to be appointed uh, as a teacher at the, my alma mater uh, immediately at graduation, and uh, that continued for a two-decade period, uh, you know, making it a total stay of just about three decades at the institution. Uh, but yeah, throughout the time, in fact, I, I, I had, uh, I wanted to really tap into the COVID period, and I even made attempts at that time. But I think uh, the climate was so precarious and uncertain, and no, no institution, formally or online, uh, was sure in terms of the way forward. So, yeah, ثم جئت على قدري يا موسى in Surah Taha, Allah told Sayyidina Musa, you, you know, you, you left Madian, you left Egypt, then you got to Madian, then this happened. You just came at the time that Allah had decreed. So, Allah's timing is perfect and it happens when He ultimately decrees it. Is, is there something specific that interested you when it comes to, to, to Ifta? So, I, I, I think, uh, alhamdulillah, during my years of teaching, I had the privilege of uh, teaching tafsir for 20 years. I also had the opportunity of teaching fiqh for 10 years. And, uh, you know, the, the, the agility and the genius nature of Islamic jurisprudence, because, of course, we do know and understand that all uh, things that happen in the world, غير مذكورة fil aslain, as the fuqaha would say, everything in its detail, 
practical form is not captured in the Quran. Yes, the, the, the fundamentals, the principles, the laws, the usul, and hence one of the books we studied was Al-Mujaz, which helps you navigate, comprehend, and understand. Uh, and it, it obviously requires uh, that the deeper understanding. So with, 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 with the evolving nature, and that's what uh, Alama Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi, rahimahullah, when he defined fiqh, he said it is the ability to adapt uh, a deen that is divine and legislated within its parameters to an evolving world and its demands. So, uh, you know, to, to travel always brought about a host of new questions, uh, you know, post-accession, pre-accession on, on so many contemporary related matters that the, the world is grappling with. Uh, and, and, and that would kind of enhance the passion to do it. So, yeah, I think a combination of multiple facts and also that uh, there's, there's so many new challenges that are coming out uh, for the ummah to deal with uh, was, was also an added motivation to pursue uh, this journey. So what's the journey been like? How long did it take you? Um, did, would it have not been more convenient to, to opt for, for perhaps a destination closer to home? Or is it that you wanted some distance uh, to be able to focus uh, on, on, on studies, especially in, at a later stage in life? So uh, I think I must uh, use the moment again, and I said it in my, 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 my graduation speech as well yesterday. I was fortunate to cross paths with someone who I actually considered to be an absolute gem and a diamond and someone who spent, uh, you know, what, uh, 30 to 40 years teaching the sciences of deen, uh, the Honorable Ustad Mufti Iqbal Saab. And mashallah, he's just released three more books now. Uh, and, and one thing in particular that really intrigued me in, in being in his company and learning with him, in addition to the very uh, recognition that he gave to my age and profile, uh, and, and I say this modestly, not, not that I'm in any way inflating myself, but, uh, you know, it was a class of uh, 22 with myself. And of course, all the other uh, students were pretty much like, like sons to me, uh, some being even younger than my own sons. And uh, he, he, he really appreciated the, uh, the angle that I could bring to the fore with, with the humble years of, of, of travel, experience, teaching, uh, you know, and, and he, he was very cognizant of that. And I'm, I'm just so humbled by that. So it, 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 of course, made it so much easier for me to, uh, to, to sit in his company. In addition to that, I think the, the, the one of the big things that really stand out is uh, the Qawaidul Maqasid under Imam al-Shatbi. So uh, the, this is a science that is not always incorporated into the, the Iftar cause. While principally you would be doing the common books, but uh, something that ideally should be included and incorporated. Uh, and, you know, some, some seminaries, institutions uh, do incorporate it and some not, was, was appreciating the maqasid of Sharia. Quite intricate, quite delicate, quite deep, uh, but profound. And for me, uh, you know, tying it up with, with Quran, it just brought a different uh, excitement and a different um, horizon to the equation. And of course, there's the, the, that Abdul Rahman Kilani has done a ta'liq on it and breaks it down into, you know, context, etc. So uh, th- this, this was another intriguing fact. Imam Shatwi said that, uh, you know, uh, 
that, that one is understanding the rules and the usuls and appreciating the evolving nature and then mastering the ability. But of course, also having that skill of, of tapping into the, you know, going into the depth of the nusus. Uh, and, and maybe I must just mention this here, you know, um, we, 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 we have a myth in our communities and maybe we need to dispel that, that generally when it comes to asking rules on fiqh, we, we, we tend to exclusively reserve that question for someone who has been conferred the title of a mufti. Mm-hmm. And in a way, yes. But the, frankly speaking, we have within our circles and ranks many of our seniors who are teaching fiqh, but probably didn't do the formal course of, of mufti. Uh, the, the experience they have on fiqh is much more than many of, our, of a recent graduate uh, or someone who post his graduation, did not uh, engage actively in, in, in fiqh itself. Yeah. Um, so, 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 you know, it's, it's a notion, no, well, he's not a mufti, but this man's been teaching fiqh and all the books of fiqh and understanding the nature, etc., with great detail. Uh, of course, it's a great responsibility. You know, Avid ibn Qayyim said, and it's mentioned there in Usulul Ifta, إِذَا كَانَ مَنْصِبُ التَّوْقِيعِ عَنِ الْمُلُوكِ الَّذِي لَا يُنْكَرُ فَضْلُهُ وَلَا يُجْهَلُ قَدْرُهُ فَكَيْفَ بِمَنْصَبِ التَّوْقِيعِ عَنْ رَبِّ الْأَرْضِ وَالسَّمَوَاتِ That if you're a signatory to any prominent or diplomat or president or prime minister, your pen carries a lot of weight. And remember when you're a signatory on behalf of issuing a verdict to say that Allah has approved this and Allah has endorsed this and, and within the laws of shit, there is room and allowance for this, it surely carries a, a great degree of a colossal responsibility. So two things. Uh, one was this maqasidu sharia, which, which I had a passion for, and it's a very academic. I, I don't want to get into it in, into this dire, uh, interview, uh, but, but it just opens up a different angle. For example, I'll give you a simple analogy. Part of it, you know, as we were doing it, is that uh, in the sharia, there is rukhas, there is concession. But at the same time, the Sharia is not telling you to search for concession, nor is it telling you to avoid concession. Mm-hmm. So what am I saying here? Simple. And, and this was one of the, the things that, um, you know, uh, the Honorable Ustad really appreciated because now you were having someone engaging with you with experience and having uh, you, you at a more ripe age, if that's the right expression, not, 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 not again, uh, uh, pontifying myself or in, in any way, but it's just that it's not hypothetical scenarios for you. Probably all yeah. the scenarios that are presented are, are not fardhi, but haqiqi. Mm-hmm. So, so, so the Sharia recognizes that we need to do daf'ul haraj, right? Daf'ul haraj means that one of the objectives, and, and this is key and fundamental and principle, that it has been legislated in a way that he doesn't want anything to be complicated for you. So here's the verse of the Quran, ma ja'ala alaykum min haraj. Allah has not made religion complex for you. Ma yuridullahu alaykum min harajin. Allah doesn't intend complexity for you. Mm-hmm. Now, basic Arabic gr- grammar would reveal to you, wajhud dalalati fi hatayni al-ayatayni, annahuma tadullani ala nafi al-haraji. Haythu waradat kalimatu al-haraji nakiratan fi siyaq al-nafi. Wa nakiratu fi siyaq al-nafi usuliyan tadullu ala al-umum. Fa'arshada thalika ila nafi umum al-haraji saghura au kabura duqa au jullah. Okay, it's, it's, it's quite, uh, you know, intricate, but let me just simplify to appreciate the point I want to explore and expound on. Hmm. The word haraj meaning complex difficulty. 
comes in an indefinite noun preceded by a negation, which by the Grammar law indicates that Islam in its entirety principally wants to make your life easy and user-friendly as defined by Allah and not comprehended by you. Because yeah. this is what Imam Shafi uh, explains. Uh, that you, you're telling your son, you know what, I have all your interests at heart. I'm working for you. So he says, okay, well, then let's not go to school today. Let's do, no, no, no. As I understand and I comprehend. Anyway, the, 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 the point I'm saying here is, so the objective of the Sharia is in any situation in which it becomes challenging, then immediately concession set in. Like you're traveling, now concession will set in because travel by nature is cumbersome. But then there is a, a yardstick through which the Sharia recognizes, uh, uh, an, um, you know, uh, an established amount of difficulty. And it says if it's 80 kilometers, then this is the distance. Now the Sharia's objective is to remove difficulty when it has defined that journey as a difficulty. Now, it's not upon you to search for that concession. For example, so many times, and these were the questions I could pose, and that was the beauty, the ilmi munaqasha. So, you know, my honorable Ustad would do two months, was intense. Just in the morning with the students, we would do two hours. In the afternoons, two hours, one-on-one, privately, you know, independently, you know, heart-to-heart, heart, would be the, the, the session. And after the two hours, I would have like a one-hour robust engagement with him. Like, for example, uh, Mufti Taqi's whole, uh, you know, book on, uh, on Islamic fiqh. And mashallah, his, his Islam and Jadid, Ma'ishat and Tijarat, he's, he's like mastered that book and going through all the different challenges in, in, in the conventional banking, etc. And then he would allow me to engage. That was just so rich. So you're, you're, you're just to round up this point, so many times youth would go out for a camping trip and they're going 60 kilometers. And then they say, okay, can we just go for a drive another 20 kilometers, become Musafir and come back? Now that's going that's that's that that's going against the objective of the Sharia mm-hmm. because the Sharia hasn't recognized sixty kilometers to be difficult enough to warrant concession. So Imam Shatwi opens up this in great detail. He says, by design, Islam doesn't want to make anything difficult for you. But then he qualifies it to say, of course, all the laws of Islam do have challenges in it. And he gives the perspective of this. It's just like a doctor. Um, He doesn't want to put you through surgery. He wants to help you recover. But the only way to recover is surgery. So Islam doesn't want to make things difficult for you. But the only way to a wholesome life is discipline. And it's part of the discipline that it has legislated these things. So then he goes on to the argument, Al-Qasdu ilal mashaqqati batilun li'anna Allah ta'ala lam yaj'al ta'aviban nufusi sababan li'taqarrubi ilayhi wa la linayl ma'indahu that you cannot intend difficulty to come close to Allah. You've got to intend, I want to get up for fajr. Not because it's cold, I want to be up. Not because it's a long day, I want to fast. Nobody says tomorrow I'm hoping to sit on a dentist surgery uh, on his chair, on his new chair, and I want him to really grill me and grind me. And No, no. The aim is I want him to uh, attend to my teeth. And part of the process is I'll need to sit on his chair and contend with that. But the aim is not that. So I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm yes. too intricate and too philosophical here. Um, but a combination of being away from home, uh, allowed for more time. Uh, you, you know, I've, I've said this, if there's something, and, and I know my better half would be listening, and may Allah reward her and reward Amen. my parents and reward my siblings and my children. In fact, I must uh, maybe use the moment uh, at the first stint when it was over two months, I had the best surprise in my life 
where it was a Friday. I had a Juma. I'm away from home over two months in the beginning of the year. And suddenly there's a knock on the door. And I'm sleeping. Friday was off there as it is. And when I opened the door, lo and behold, I see my son and my wife there. Wow, and and I, I was clueless. They were traveling. They were coming. And, uh, you know, on our family chat, it was such a thing that I, I think I live with as a memory uh, in acknowledgement to this year because been away for two, you know, two months. And unfortunately, we, 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 we've softened up in our life. Uh, and again, I must acknowledge my Ustad, you know, I, I used to be very particular about how the students had to sit when I was teaching. But now when you come in close up to the 50 mark uh, to sit, uh, you know, in the Tashahud position for extended time, and it was so accommodating. So, yeah, it was wholesome. It was amazing. It was fulfilling. It was just uh, next level uh, ineffable. Mashallah, mashallah. Well, just to conclude, any any future plans? <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, you, you know, I, I, what I was saying uh, to my family that I, I would like to uh, remain engaged and, of course, in contact uh, because you've you got to be at it. You've got to be at it. I mean, you would have so many of our uh, medical, you know, uh, experts that would still prefer remaining in a state uh, because of the exposure and the experience that it brings to them with the, with the ongoing uh, diversity of cases, etc., so, inshallah, in, in, in addition to, you know, the, 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 the humble other engagements that continue, uh, I'm, I'm, mashallah, you know, we've created a very open line with my ustad. And, and today, of course, it's so easy to connect from one continent to another through, through the, uh, you know, different networks that we have. So uh, uh, that, that, that's the hope to just, inshallah, continue. But alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm grateful to Allah for allowing this day to come and uh, I'm also grateful for the, the happiness and the joy it's brought to my respected mum and family as a whole. MashaAllah, Mubarak, once again, may Allah Ta'ala accept and take you from strength to strength. Barakallahu feekum, shakarallahu juhudakum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa wa barakatuh. That was Mufti Suleiman Mullah talking to us about his graduation in the IFTA course and uh, what led to the decision to study and uh, the, the process and the lessons uh, learned along the way. Subhanallah. Uh, at a later stage in life, indeed, a great sacrifice and a great achievement for Maulana and a great sacrifice and achievement for his family as well. May Allah ta'ala accept and continue to inspire Mufti Saab uh, to... Uh, serve the dean throughout the world.